2: I'm Jesse McAnally,
3: and I am Andrew DeWolf, and I'm Liz Esten, and welcome to Musicals of Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew and Liz to like musical theater. Liz is back, but let's not harp on that too much. We're happy to have her, but applause and all that. We've got to get into this. All three of us, if you would believe it, are getting into a road trip to Oregon. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. We have like an RV
4: or a bus or we're yeah, we just taking a
3: car like what's a covered going on? wagon, motherfuckers.
2: How many windows does this wagon have? Four windows and
3: feet holes. Like the Flintstones?
2: Yeah. Yes. We're all different heights. This isn't going to work. No,
3: you and Angel are basically the same height, and then I peer over you. Which actually means he'll be the
4: only one running, because we our feet won't reach the ground.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll just be floating. No, Liz is mostly leg. <laughs> like <laughs> That is actually true. <laughs>
3: I, I've seen Liz, and one of the most surprising things about her is it's like head tiny torso leg
2: I have the torso of a my torso is a quarter and the rest of my body is legs it's you weird you have like
4: Christian Chenoweth's torso um, well I'm the opposite I'm mostly not legs so I won't be helping you. <laughs> Andrew is all.
2: mostly torso <laughs> he's mostly
3: <laughs> I imagine Andrew is like Mr. Potato Head or the feet just kind of stick out of his
2: torso <laughs> little shoes
4: I waddle around like a penguin it's literally
3: true <laughs> call me Danny DeVito And also, our ox is coming with us.
2: How horny is this ox?
3: Moderately horny, but mostly he wants to be dead, much like myself. Oh, we're talking about Trail to Oregon. Let's go.
2: Where's (laughs) that,
1: Dad? You're an independence. welcome to the city so pleasing that everyone's leaving. Fuck it, go west, watch your backs. The city is bustling with all kinds of hustling and grit. Go west, for independence. Here are just a few things you should know. Stay on the trail or you might get lost. Don't pay the toll, not worth the cost. Marry rich so you don't die poor. a banker's best, but you might die born. An independent.
3: The Trail to Oregon is a musical written by Jeff Blim, Nick Lang, Matt Lang, with music and lyrics by Jeff Blim and Drew DeFore, based on the Oregon Trail video game. The musical was performed between July 3rd and August 10th of 2014 at the Stage 773 in Chicago, Illinois. It ran for 24 performances and was performed in a repertory the other StarKid musical, Annie, both being produced by StarKid Productions. With only six actors, it is the smallest cast of any StarKid musical to date. The group put on the entire musical on... I'm sorry, the musical went up on YouTube February 14, 2015, and the cast recording is released on the same day. The plot of The Trail to Oregon is An All-American Family Journeys Down the Trail to Oregon, um, it's an original musical produced by Star Kids Productions and Performed in Chicago, blah, 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 blah. Uh, It features 12 educational songs, a set precisely replicating the trail's landscape and appearances from famous historical figures such as Henry McDoom, Cletus Jones, and Cornwallis. All right. So I, I feel like this Those is are just lies. Y- yeah. Th- that whole plot synopsis was just lies.
2: Yeah, Cornwallis it- is the... a lobster, man.
3: It is official. Um we're gonna have to do a star kid ranking at the end of this aren't we i we'll have to see if i remember all of them i mean
2: (laughs) i already i'm a little biased too in some (laughs) regards.
3: um i really like this one as far as star kid musicals go i think this is probably my favorite or my second favorite for three main reasons one it feels like a real musical. It feels small and engaging in that way. And it feels like they had to be creative as opposed to like, you know, we got 500 ensemble members. Let's just make them sing. Um, two, I think that it's just kind of a tighter show. It's like less than two hours, which most of these um, Kid shows tend to go towards the two and a half hour, three hour range. And you know what? Having a tight hour 40 was really nice. That's fair. <laughs> and the third reason is I think all the actors, are, like, pitch perfect in it, and playing the comedy. I usually like a tiny bit of sentiment in my comedy musicals. I kind of like the fact that this is like, that we're not doing that, we're not touching that. And I also think Trail to Oregon is kind of a much more broader thing to kind of put a narrative onto, as opposed to kind of the strict thing of, like, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Batman. Like, I feel like they have a little bit more freedom to come up with a creative original story as opposed to all the other things. And I think this kind of set them away from the parody track that they were doing previously to what I think is some of their better work, the Black Fridays, the guy who didn't like musicals, much more original pieces with original characters. And I don't know if we would have gotten that had the other show that also came out around this time, Annie, been the runaway success that I think they were expecting that one to be. Um,
4: Is this like Star Kids Lion King?
3: I think so, or I, I think it's more Star Kids Shrek. You think so?
4: I mean, Lion King wasn't that made by the B-Studio, and they were expecting the uh, the other movie to be the big hit, but then Lion Pocahontas, King was actually yeah. the real hit?
2: Yeah, but I think
3: that Lion King
2: is like... Yeah, Pocahontas was the uh, other one in that. It was Pocahontas and the Lion King made at the same time. And Lion King made billions, Pocahontas no one liked it.
3: Yes, but then you've got Prince of Egypt versus Shrek, where everyone that got rejected from Prince of Egypt was forced onto Shrek, and Shrek is more scatological, small, and better for that, and I think that's a more apt comparison here.
4: Okay, okay, that's fair. Although, unlike the other comparison, both of those are good. Is Annie actually good?
3: I don't like it.
4: (laughs) So, maybe Lion King's the better example still.
2: (laughs) Annie's like... (laughs) Not the same, though. I've seen a little bit of it, but it's not really, like... And feels
3: more expensive.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's also, like, it's not really a traditional musical. It's, like, a bunch of scenes, and then there's, like, one... Clark sings... uh, I don't want to say this guy's listening for the life of me, so I'm not going to try. Uh, Clark (laughs) sings all these songs, like, periodically throughout, it, and Anakin just dances, and that's basically the musical.
3: The joke is, look at him, he's fat. And I don't like that, and that's like the core of, like, what if Darth Vader was just fat? Yeah.
2: And Jar Jar was there.
3: And Jar Jar was there, and Star Wars. Do you like Star Wars? Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Jess, that's
4: where you're wrong. I actually don't like Star Wars. Uh,
3: And I don't either, and I feel like... I'm glad that you finally have come around on this, honestly. (laughs) Okay, are we gonna talk about that? Are we gonna unpack how much I just fucking hate Star Wars now?
4: We've talked about this before, and I've always been like, you know, it's not that good. And now you're
3: finally on board. I defended and will defend the Last Jedi as being a high quality film. Somehow, in a Star Wars, they accidentally made art. But now Star Wars has just become gibberish nonsense. And I just kind of miss when they were movies. And now it's like 500 TV shows, and I don't care. <laughs> and I'm so Thank bored. God. I'm so fucking bored. So I don't. Okay, watch- so.
4: My thought on Trail to yes. Oregon <laughs> uh I didn't i I feel like with star Kid, there's like a there's like a high floor but a low ceiling, you know, like elaborate like the worst star Kid stuff is usually still like fine. It's okay. like just kind of goofball comedy stuff, but it never really gets great, and I feel like this is as close to the floor as I've gotten really i really I really just didn't really like this one.
3: Even more than the Harry Potter one, the first Harry Potter one, which was their very first thing. The Harry Potter one has been completely eradicated
4: from my brain (laughs) at this point, so I can't really comment on it. Um,
3: Guess what? We're going to have to do the sequel sometime (laughs) and the third one. And guess what? The third one is three hours and 20 minutes. Okay, so that's going to be below the floor probably.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's also a borderline stage reading, so it's below below the floor <laughs> and it's like ah, with uh, be
3: good. fans in the audience So they're like screaming every five seconds. Wow. The floor is getting lower as we talk At a harry <laughs>
4: potter convention like it's oh my god. The floor is below the floor night I don't even know how that's possible. It had happened though. Okay. Okay, but I I felt like they were like waffling between whether or not this was a parody of the video game or its own thing. Um, and I didn't really love that, and there was too many jokes that were just, "Wow, the dad character is just really, really dumb." And that was like, that's the joke, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of that.
3: It sounds more like a taste thing rather than quality of the content thing.
4: And that's kind of what I'm saying. I think that the quality is maintained. It's still StarKid quality. I just don't think I liked it that much. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. And Liz, what about you?
2: Uh, I, I've, uh, I've seen StarKid live twice in my lifetime. Like, I am a fan.
3: <laughs> Which shows?
2: Uh, I've seen the guy, like, the guy who didn't like musicals in LA um, when I was there interning. Um, I was in the center aisle where they went through the alley, so I experienced uh- that scene directly, uh, and I saw it on their Jangle Ball tour last December, um, where they did selections of like villain songs, and they did VHS Cruise the Carol live.
3: That would have been nice. Um, sadly, I live in Michigan, which is like their home state. So it is yeah, literally really hard impossible to get, to, <laughs> to get anything to them. So, yeah, I will never see them live as long as I live in Michigan.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was in Philly. So it's a little easier, even though it was mostly a 13 year old at that point. It was like, OK, Ooh. I'm in my 20s and I'm about to be at a bar, basically. So, like, I'm going to drink and your guys are going to hang out and be sober. But yeah, no, I am I say I am a StarKid fan. I'm right quite a fan uh i really like Trail oregon it's not my favorite in any regard
3: what would um, be your favorite i feel whole like musical had-
2: batman <laughs> what <clears throat>
3: yeah okay we had sideways on for that episode that's one of his favorites too so you're in yeah. good company i just don't Thank agree
2: you. i'm honored <laughs> uh it was my first one i saw my best friend introduced me to it my like freshman year of college i'm very attached to it uh we quote to each other all the time me and my best friend um so it's more sentimental Quality-wise, I'd say Twisted.
0: This is all your fault, Jafar. My fault? How is this my fault and not the thieves? There wouldn't be any thieves if you fixed the socioeconomic inequality like you promised.
3: Twisted. I like Twisted. It's forty-five minutes too long. Oh
2: <laughs> I think my. Twisted is
3: their best parody one.
2: Yes, agree. Yes,
3: uh, I. If we're only talking parodies, yes. Um, I. I don't even consider this a parody because it is more original and. The only thing that I think they really wanted to play with was the choose your own adventure and uh, the different ways that people get hurt as well as giving the audience participation elements, which I think are really well integrated into it in a way where the actors, it's impressive that they have to change the names of every character every night. I think that's really fun. And that the audience gets to uh, participate in that.
4: It's cool, though, uh, because of it. They don't have they don't include the names of uh, characters in songs very often. No. Uh,
2: yeah, like which here. makes
4: sense. But they got footage of every single character dying for the ending. Did is that because every character got picked, or did they just get like Liz did research on this?
3: So I'm gonna let her answer this. <laughs>
4: so
2: I, I was a long time fan of StarKid, uh, and I, I deeply enjoyed Trail to Oregon. Uh, even their dumb songs, which don't add anything to the plot, I fucking love the dumb songs. Um, I googled Stark Trail of Oregon Star Kid names Reddit, which I thought would deep dive me into a strange part of the internet, and I found a Tumblr link of someone recording every name from the productions that they could grab. So. Okay. They, these are archived on Tumblr. It's like talkingoregon.tumblr.com if you're curious. You want to read the whole thing. Tumblr
4: is the place I would go to get information about a Starkid show,
2: 100%. That is where Starkid lives, con- continues to live. Uh, but yeah, some names include, like, Zachary or Al- Albert Hitchcock. And then there's, like, ButtWang there. Cthulhu. John or Stamos. <laughs> John Stamos. Guantanamo Jackson. Douche Canoe.
4: I like Guantanamo Jackson. That one's kind of good.
2: Omar from The Wire. <laughs> that is a full name. Um, Cock chopper, Dick fingers, Thunder cunt, Boomerang, and Banana. That was all one night.
3: So, what day did they actually shoot the main version of the show?
2: Uh, they filmed on Jan- July twenty sixth of twenty fourteen. Um, they filmed two endings for YouTube that night.
3: Um, and uh, then they filmed the next three endings the next night on Sunday, yeah. the 27th.
2: The names are unknown that day, though. So it's a mystery what the names Which, were. What
3: names of the characters died. But yeah. so, yeah, they couldn't keep all the audience there all night, but they knew that they'd have to shoot over two nights.
2: Yeah. My personal favorite is Danny DeVito is the dad. Just <laughs> Also, someone named the grandpa Jeff Blim within like the first three nights
3: um you could tell that there was a lot of fans and during interviews they brought up they did have if they just didn't hear a name they like their own like names that they would have just in case they're having an off night and they feel like they're not going to be able to do it so they have like the rehearsed names that they the rehearsed joke names that they'd go with um apparently they never used those But but they say they
4: never them. They say those. they never
2: used them. I they think, don't
4: want to make the audience feel bad by being like, "Well, on this day, the audience really sucked, so we used our well, used yeah. twat
2: waffle, <laughs> real name." Um,
3: I I would name my child twat waffle. I hope they'd live up to the name. Actually,
2: that was the dad's name.
3: <laughs> Damn. Um, I guess we should really go into what the story. It's just as much a parody of like road trip movies, like Christmas vacation or. Sorry. National Lampoon's Vacation um, and things like not that. Not Christmas Vacation. That's not, no, not vacation. a road trip Christmas movie. Christmas Vacation is the only one that isn't a road trip movie and <laughs> that's why it's the only good one.
2: Haven't seen it.
4: Look, Vacation was okay, kinda.
3: I don't love Harold Ramis as a director. <laughs> Fight me, Groundhog Day fans! I'll kill you!
4: This is actually a lot like the vacation movies, in yes, a way, it though. Uh, it's it's the old-timey vacation, if anything.
2: Yeah.
3: Less cheating on your wife, though. I did appreciate that the husband and wife, ne- that was never the threat. Because that's always a really awkward subplot in those types of stories.
2: No, it's just Joey Richter in many forms.
3: Remember when we had Joey Richter on the podcast, <laughs> and he ate through the entire episode, and then we got bad <laughs> reviews for it? <laughs> it I wasn't I, even our fault. We couldn't have done anything about it. I remember. It was like our first like 50 episodes, and he was a good guest. He was fine. But <laughs> I just still think about that, and how he's had a career resurgence and kept doing these things. And our small connection with him is that he ate on our podcast. And gave us bad reviews. Yep. Oh, um, he's really good in this. <laughs> they It's a well-used Joey Richter in here.
2: It's my favorite Joey Richter.
3: Yeah, they don't often give him much to do in these, so this is probably the one where he has the most time yeah. to show off.
2: Yeah. My favorite Lauren Lopez is still the guy I didn't like musicals, but...
3: Understood, but where she actually mm-hmm. just doesn't... Gets to play a little bit of the straight man there. Yeah. But I love her boy performance, because it isn't, <sighs> it isn't, like, the go-to kind of... It's very doe eyed It's
2: My very strange. My name is strange. Greg from Over the Garden wall. Yes,
3: that is a good comparison.
2: It was like, oh, this is just Greg, but I love Crap hole so I don't care.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Craphole, Mouthface, um, Slippery One Wet, Slippery One Wet, and Jack Bauer and Titty Mitty.
2: Yeah,
4: Titty Mitty was actually a great name. That one was good. <laughs>
2: And they're the Dick Rat family.
3: Like the structure of the show a lot. I like the way it plays out. I actually think it's like one of the most well constructed Star Kid shows because Star Kid does this thing a lot where they'll set something up as just a throwaway joke and then make it like real plot later, and that's like their go-to thing where you'll be like, "Oh, that's ridiculous," and then it's like actually real. Um, and just here, there's it's so compacted. That it just works so much better than it does in all the other overbloated shows where you've almost forgotten, like what am I seeing right now? Oh, because of that throwaway line earlier. Um, <laughs> that being said, Liz, I know you brought up the the songs, the throwaway songs. <laughs> Bro, these songs, these songs ain't great. Jeplin got better, but ugh,
2: they're not my favorite songs in the Starkid canon. But. I, like, I wouldn't
3: even say there's one that I really, really like. That's how bad. But like that's I think this is this would have probably been a better, more fun play.
4: They're trying to do a country-western sound, but it's just like this uh, corny, like, I don't know.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and it's when they do things that are kind of against the grain, like Wagon on Fire or Dysentery World, where I feel like, okay, this kind of works, but also it just feels so different than everything else, that... Maybe that's the only reason why they stand out to me, rather than me like, oh, I actually like that, or is it just, oh, something different? Yeah. And oh god, yeah. Um, this is a very much a freshman endeavor as far as songwriting goes, but I feel like the playwriting and comedy really hits here, and I just like the creativity of it.
4: I think that the audience participation aspect of it is the part that I liked the most. Same. And I kind of wish they did more, but I understand that that would be very difficult.
3: yeah but imagine if you took all that effort that was put into the choreography and the songwriting just put it into like a little bit more like participation choose your own adventure kind of thing
4: yeah like what if they could actually like they had different like actual different plot points that could happen based on like you tell the, the dad character you should buy that wagon or this wagon or something like that, you know, and then something li- later on actually happens that's yeah, different
3: or just who the the bandits kidnap maybe it's the sun this time and it would it would make you want to see it multiple times, you know, yeah, but I get that would be hard it would be easier for a live show if that was all you were doing. harder for a YouTube audience, which is yeah. their bread and butter
4: and this is back when they were utilizing the link on inside of the YouTube video that was removed as a feature?
3: Remember annotations? That was fucking great. Yeah.
4: Okay, maybe a hot take. Annotations sucked. What? (laughs) How dare you? Like, like, people would just have it pop up in the
3: videos all the time, and, like, I hated that shit. (laughs) Yeah, You're both wrong. But also, y'all weren't really good YouTubers back in the 2010 days.
4: No, but I watched YouTube. I was a good YouTube watcher, and I hated
2: annotations. <laughs> I do you know YouTube how useful
3: boy. they were? If someone got canceled, you're like, I don't stand by these opinions anymore. Now you got to take down the whole fucking video.
2: Now you said in, in the description.
3: No, I the fucking <laughs> description. They read what's right in front of them. Oh, he's saying really nice things about Kevin Spacey. Time to Time <laughs> to call him out on Twitter. That was 2014. We didn't know. How about we go on to previews and compare <laughs> our <laughs> opinions to those of the real theater critic? There were real theater critics that reviewed this? There were real theater this?
2: critics discussing Stark.
3: Yes, the ones on Letterbox.com. <laughs> okay. That's not a real
1: critic. It's yes, they are. Critic.
3: They're the only real critic.
1: It's time for previews. 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 It's time for previews. You should
4: have guessed them, like... like YouTube commenters and be like, do oh this have my more God. thumbs up? And Jeff
3: Blim is so cute. Oh my God. No
2: one thinks Jeff Blim is cute.
3: What? He's cute in like that, you know, kind of sad, like divorced dad that's trying too hard in an overcompensating way. Jess, you need cute? to talk to somebody. Jess,
4: you're not supposed to love the sad dads. You're, not you're supposed to, supposed to feel want bad to date for them. the
2: sad divorced <laughs> father. You want to like help him through his You're moment.
4: supposed to want to put them out of their misery, you know? <laughs> Like a like a dog or an ox? Her
2: a... horny ox. <laughs> I'm a monster.
3: <laughs> All right, it's the letterbox game. Once st- this is a really depressing episode, we're we're letting it out one star, five star. These are real reviews on Letterbox. Blah 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 blah. Liz, you're first.
2: Okay. What? Got this. Five. That is correct, Andrew.
3: <laughs> yeah. Fart <Fartpeggio>.
4: Oh, fart
2: <gasps> That's a great line. <laughs>
4: A uh, Fart Peggio, that gets a five stars that
2: is
3: correct.
4: see, i'm I'm in. I understand the Star Kid mentality. <laughs> I'm inside the head of every Harry Potter fan when they were thirteen. Okay. I'm so
2: sorry. <laughs> That's, a sad. Really
4: sad. That's a really sad. It's a really
2: sad state of mind to be,
3: yeah., we've
4: um, <laughs> been conflicted feeling things now. lately so how do you feel about the <laughs> cursed child? Uh, I think that it's a very funny premise. <laughs>
3: well i honestly i have sincerely thought about doing that on this podcast
4: like am i am i incorrect is this is this the one where they they go back in time and make it so the one the twilight guy lives yes yeah and he turns out to be the most evil hitler guy ever because no he no, no. It, no, no no
2: it's
3: he causes the most evil hitler guy to win ah
2: and it's just revealed that Voldemort and B- Bellatrix had a baby. The so Voldemort fucked.
3: Nice. I always
4: assumed that Voldemort, like, similar to his nose, his dick is also kind of gone. Um, <laughs>
3: but it still has, like, the two holes, like, his nose. Do dicks have two holes? Well, no, he has two holes, specifically. Because <laughs> it looks like a snake.
2: So someone make fan art of this. I dare you. <laughs> How about we move right. on to the next what's one? The,
3: what's the next one? <laughs> what's,
2: the next one? <laughs> what's the next one, Jess? <laughs>
3: Who's next? I forgot who's. It's me. Okay, more fart jokes, please.
2: Uh, one.
3: That is correct. Ooh, good guess, Andrew. Yep. I, a one thousand eye demon creature, enjoyed watching this family die. A one thousand eye. Oh, so like eyes, <laughs> like many eyes. Yeah.
4: Okay, I get it. They're, okay, this is a five because they're referencing the show. This is yes. the, they're the watcher.
2: Yeah, yeah, the watcher. I like
3: I like that aspect too. <laughs> yeah. Like that's our real That's probably I the love, reason.
2: I love oh. the lobster aspect of it all.
3: Oh, okay. Then how about this one? I do. Liz, grandpa and the lobster should have kissed.
2: Five. That's a one. What?
3: <laughs> it's a one because they didn't kiss.
4: They yeah. didn't
2: kiss, that's right. Yeah, I should have thought about that <laughs> logically. they had right, a cute couple. Yep. Crap
3: hole. Yeah, that's me. I'm seven and I'm male. That is.
4: Definitely a line that was in the the YouTube version. Uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna go with a we're gonna go with a no, uh, one
3: star. That is correct. Oh fuck! I
2: just oh, I twirl. almost
3: I just guessed my way into that. Okay. All right, Liz. I'm ready. Titty Mitty is the man. He
2: is he is the man. Um, five.
3: That is a one. Damn. Andrew. Yep. Ridiculous and terrible. I loved it. <sighs> In a sane world,
4: this would be a three stars. We're going to go with five. We're going to go with five.
3: That is correct. And Liz, last one. I'm ready. Cletus.
2: Cletus Jones killed three people. Five.
3: That is a one. And Andrew has won the letterbox game today. Mm. I am the star kid
4: expert. My head (laughs) is bigger than all the Harry Potter. He's rubbing his
3: nipples. Oh, he's
2: dabbing. And he's flossing. He's doing a dance.
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, avoid, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a sh-sh-sh-sh-shill at you. Today's show is brought to you by extremely kind donations by our donors at Patreon, and we'll go into them and what's going on at Patreon. But Andrew, you and I have to do something really quick. Oh, what's that? So a little while ago, I put... In chat I gave Chat GPT the command to make up a musicals with cheese episode. And that was a
4: terrible idea, I'm sure.
3: It was. And I want us to be able to read that right now. If you wouldn't mind.
4: Oh. Yeah, I'm is it even anything like our show?
3: I mean, it strangely, it got both our names right and knew that we had cheese ratings. Oh, okay, I'll I'll take your word for that. Alright, I send it to you. You got the script? Are you ready? i'm i'm ready all right
4: i'm
2: looking at it so they stay on script
3: all right liz give us the title
2: title musicals of cheese episode 105 unveiling magic enchanted reverie intro music playing
4: we're going back in time and redoing episode 105 (laughs)
3: i don't even remember what 105 was um probably good (laughs) welcome back cheese heads to another (laughs) enchanting episode of musicals of cheese I'm your host, Jesse McQueen, and as (laughs) always, I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew, the Wizard of Wisdom. How's it going, Andrew? Damn, I'm the Wizard of Wisdom? That's fucking
4: incredible. (laughs) You're
0: not saying on script!
3: (laughs) I'm
4: doing magical, Jesse. Today we're diving deep into a spellbinding tale that has captured the hearts of audiences around the world. It's time to explore the world of Enchanted Reverie.
3: That's right, Andrew. Enchanted Reverie is Very a contemporary cool. musical that <laughs> weaves together <laughs> fantasy, romance, and a touch of comedy written by the creative duo Samantha Singer and Alex Composer. <laughs> <laughs> this musical takes us on a journey to Very the end cool. of Aloria, where magic reigns supreme. Absolutely, Jesse. <laughs> the story
4: follows Alaria, a young witch with an insatiable curiosity for the unknown she stumbles upon an ancient spell that transports her to the human world where she meets the charming but skeptical Daniel. And you know what happens next,
3: right? (laughs) Oh, the classic tale of opposites (laughs) attracting, but with a magical (laughs) twist. The two worlds collide, leading to a delightful clash of cultures, beliefs, and of course,
4: Musical numbers. The music in Enchanted Reverie is an enchantment in itself. <laughs> from the soaring ballads like Wings of Desire, where Ilaria expresses her longing to fly, to the toe tapping ensemble piece Magic in the Air that showcases the <laughs> chaos of Ilaria's magical mishaps the score truly transports you to another realm.
3: And let's not forget about the hilarious sidekicks. Alara's mischievous talking cat, Whisker, steals the show with his witty one-liners and slapstick humor. I couldn't stop laughing during his solo number, a cat a catastrophic day. Don't ask Agreed, his name, though.
4: Jesse. <laughs> But what really sets Enchanted Reverie apart is its exploration of cultural differences. Oh! <laughs> the song, Two Worlds Apart, beautifully captures the struggle Ilaria and Daniel face as they try to bridge the gap between their worlds.
3: And that brings us to our cheese reading! <laughs> what?! <laughs> On a scale of Brie, low to Gouda high, how would you, you rate You ruined en- the cheese rating, no! <laughs> the whole point is there's no point. Yes, this is actually making a point to the cheese rating, which is hilarious. Um, how would you rate Enchanted Reverie, Andrew?
4: Oh, Jesse, this <laughs> musical is pure Gouda for me. The seamless blend of magic, romance, and humor, along with the
3: catchy tunes,
4: makes it a must-see for any musical theater lover.
0: I am right
3: there with you, Andrew. Enchanted Reverie (laughs) earns Aguda from me too. It's a whimsical (laughs) journey that reminds us of the power of imagination (laughs) and the beauty of embracing the unknown. And that's a wrap on our review of Enchanted Reverie.
4: Join us next week as we dive into a completely different genre with the rock-infused musical Riff Off the Rails. Until then, cheese out, everyone.
3: Cheese out, indeed. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, stay cheesy and keep the magic alive.
2: Outro music fades. I feel
4: like that, through the whole thing, you can like picture me and you, like our nose starts bleeding and like... <laughs>
2: My first reaction just t- just texted this to me before he tweeted. My first reaction was like, Andrew would never give anything Gouda. That's ridiculous.
4: I've only i would only given things Gouda if I was explicitly being lazy. Yeah, and I think I would. Say-
3: <laughs> I was about to say Andrew. The the biggest difference is Andrew sounds too interested with thing is oh Jesse, like oh, You have never it. called me Jesse a day in your life and when you have it is very uncomfortable for me. I call you that when you're in trouble. You really do though. <laughs> <laughs> when you like have to talk to me about something seriously, you say Jesse and it really fucks with my head. <clears throat> um so that was lovely. Our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Danielle Rennix, Jessica Sampiedi, and Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Anna Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Choquette, John Van Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Jen AC, Scootin' the Technicolor, Dreamcoat, Liz Lim, Nothing is Certain except Beth and Taxes, Desbian, Robert, Benjamin, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Chris Marcote, Kiji, Marie Anastasio, RJ Norija, Julia McClennan, what? Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Frazier, Sammy the Adequate Amount Jacobson, Liana Morton, Kaylee Blazier, Again Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofiana Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Manny Wargol, Elisa Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Denbleckier, Zevan Ball, Zachary Torres, Aurora Morasso, fucking, <laughs> Mara Furloin, um, Captain Rodtastic, Lisa L, Possessed Washing Machine, Nick Roten, Julia Hardy, Jake Husia, Caitlin Bridgman, Sydney Hicks, and Beale, Billy Clifton, Andrew Wright, and the Red Caboose. Uh, they all give us money to keep us, sh- this show going. But you know what? Who needs us anymore? They can just replace us with AI. They've got it covered. Really, that that is an accurate representation of us. And truly, Hollywood should be wasting their money on replacing writers with those. I think if all, if everything
4: was just written with AI, I mean, the world would just have a lot more great entertainment.
3: You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. Definitely, Andrew. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> it's got to be Gouda for me. <laughs> Absolutely, Jesse. You know what? I can't wait till we get the one-star <laughs> review. Like, I can't believe they're supporting AI like this. <laughs>
4: we, all, we both very much support AI. We want all musicals to be written by AI. We just think that it would be a lot better.
3: Yeah, and irony just threw out the window because... A lot of you don't have basic literacy of media. (laughs) Let's get back to the show. Let's talk about these songs. How about that? I like the opening number, uh, "Gone to Oregon." Um, That's probably my favorite, like traditional, like theatery number in the show.
5: good morning good morning we stand before the journey that leads us all to war again
1: to war again
5: a pioneer adventure down the trail
0: Grandpa, would well, my legs hurt? My
5: God's command, we dare to land in Wisconsin. Wisconsin.
0: We're going to Oregon, Grandpa. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Wisconsin.
3: But it's also because it's interrupted in the middle by audience participation stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I yeah. feel like the reason
4: I like this song is because they have to sing the silly names. This is one of the few songs where they actually have to sing the names.
3: Yeah, and they have to adjust based on the situation and. It's it's fun. Like, this feels, like, really engaging and kind of sets you up for something you don't really get for the rest of it very much.
4: Okay, hot take. I'm pretty sure that in our version, one of the characters used one of their rehearsed names. Why? And it wasn't called which... out by the audience. I didn't hear the audience say one of the names at all. Which in name? My... Which name? I don't remember which one it was, uh... but I'm pretty sure. I heard there was a bunch of voices, and then the per- the, the person just like set a name and they were just like, I heard this one. If I had to put a guess, I'd
3: say mouth because that seems like the most normal one. This is my theory. I think that one of them was a rehearsed name. I, I mean, sure. I mean, the pressure of having anything recorded is different. Have I? I think I told this on Dear Friends, but I don't think I've ever told it on this show about okay. the time I got yelled at by a grown adult for Wait, what? <laughs> As a child. What? Because of a theater show. Oh, God. um, Man, this is Probably cringe of me. Um, So there was a line I was supposed to read and I did it differently every time. I always said the line. I always said all my lines correctly. But this time I said it in a way where it had a different meaning. And the actress across from me, who is the director's daughter, started breaking and started laughing so hard she couldn't get back together, which was a win for me. And I'm just like, ah, the audience is losing their shit. It's a great (laughs) moment. I got pulled aside and screamed at by her mother because it was the night that they were recording and there was a talent scout for her daughter in the audience. And that was my fault. (laughs) You ruined it. (laughs) Apparently, I ruined her career. I've not looked into it. Maybe she's got a great career. But I think about that a lot where I'm just like, I'm the comedy guy. It's like, that's my role right here. I'm gonna say this line however I can to get a different reaction every night and make it fun for me. But was I in the wrong for that? Now that I've told that long ass story, did I really deserve to be yelled at by a grown adult? You did. You ruined that person's <laughs> career. That's the way they made it sound. No, that's ridiculous.
4: <laughs> no, it's actually completely untrue, though, because like yeah. Hugh Jackman, like you break oh, on purpose yes, all you're the right. time. Breaking yeah. is
3: actually really funny. It's really like, good. It's really
2: yeah. professional. Every Debbie Downer sketch ever.
3: Every sketch with Jimmy Fallon. Every show with Jimmy Fallon on it. I
4: don't think Jimmy Fallon can break because I don't think Jimmy Fallon is ever in a state where he wouldn't just be laughing randomly.
3: I don't it think Jimmy Fallon is a person. He's a Disneyland animatronic that got that escaped. See, now we're talking.
4: Yeah. That's a,
2: that's a theory I can get behind.
4: I think that is a good theory.
3: Let's talk about Pace
2: being an animal. <laughs> we...
5: And, fuck, and the daddy act shows you how to pluck And you talk one day, then the clucking comes to an end Whoa, it's a glass half full of scotch approach Like the mommy cup teaches her goats If you live or you're shot in the head, it all depends Sometimes it pays to be an animal, sometimes don't Sometimes it pays to be an animal, sometimes don't And when you
0: wake up with blood on your dick And you don't even know where it came from
5: Sometimes it pays to be an animal, sometimes don't.
4: Oh, this song is so fucking long.
3: Yeah, it's long. It's not funny. Like, the scene is funny. The song element isn't. They, I think my issue is they repeat the joke too much.
4: Got mud on your dick. The the mud on your dick and then pause, that should be like a one time. Yeah. Maybe once at the beginning and maybe then again at the end. They do it like three times in the song and then it comes back at the end of act one. It's like,
3: you can't, you can't do the joke this many times. Not to go sucking Brent's dick again.
2: (sniffs) Do it. Go, suck it.
3: But during the Scotty's Nephew song in the, uh, Con the Musical, there's a similar joke about, like, a pathetic person, like, dying, and it just lands so much better than this one, because the song isn't about the death of the animal. Like, imagine if it was just that little billy goat singing. Or whatever, an ox, bull, buffalo, whatever. I think it was a buffalo. It was a buffalo. Like, that that moment worked, but, like, the grandpa singing about mud on your dick <laughs> never landed for me once. I think
4: that they just, this whole thing is just, it's a little too long. They repeat the jokes. They repeat the the I slipped joke, like, twice in this scene as well. <laughs> like. Yeah, but that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that one sort of that works. That one works.
2: I don't think time. the mud... En-
4: the mud on your dick one doesn't work. Just
2: the way he slips to it, just in a very elegant position. He's just like, oh no, I slid.
4: Also, isn't the mud on your dick thing, they do that something similar to that in um, Book of Mormon, I feel like. And they do it way better. Maggots in my scrotum? Yeah. Yeah. But they do it like a lot better in that one, where it's like a little funnier. Although,
3: honestly, it's still not that funny. <laughs> Most of Book of Mormon isn't that funny. <laughs> You know they've rewritten Book of Mormon like since 2020, right? Like significantly. I
4: I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, and there's been a right, lot man. more um, a lot more thought about some of the themes in that. That I feel
3: I think it we should can do without Book of Mormon forever. <laughs> I think there's we, some funny gags, but I think yeah, we should it's... take it off Broadway. I'm a little shocked it's still on Broadway. Shoot a pro shot, lock it away, whatever. Put pull it off. I'm s- surprised it still makes as much money as it does. I feel like it's it has run its course like
2: yeah
3: it was good for 2009 edgy humor whatever it was fine
4: it's like in like we don't we don't have Avenue Q still up you know like we don't you know
3: I mean it was off-Broadway for a couple years like even off-Broadway I think Book of Mormon would have a better life
4: (laughs) they're not gonna they're not gonna get rid of that cash cow though you know sometimes it it pays to be an animal sometimes it don't
2: don't Yep. And then you wake up with mud on your dick and you don't even know where it came from.
4: You didn't do the pause. There has to be like a five second pause between those. Yeah. You got mud pause. on your
2: dick, dick
4: and you don't even know where it came from. And you have to pause every time because yeah. the audience is going to laugh the end when every it goes time.
2: further.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, the audience was not into that joke. Um, I really like dysentery world, but I don't know if it's just because it's leading into like the watchers and stuff. And I really like the scene that precedes it where she gets bitten by a rattlesnake and then he sucks out the venom and accidentally (laughs) swells. Like, I love the setup for this scene a lot. And I love coming out of that scene where they're burying him and he comes back to life and the granddad's mad because they're using his
1: coffin. Father! Yes? The Watchers have chosen. One of your family will die. How?
5: How will we die? Trenchmouth? No! Dysentery? I've looked in the eyes of certain dreamers. We always watch. There's an underworld right underneath. We're right behind you. The world's a shitty shitty place, you see. Shitty, shitty. And thus we will die appropriately. It's a
0: world.
4: I feel like this section has some of the best jokes in it, just like back to back. Uh and yeah, I mean, you just listed like all of them, but you know, it's <laughs> but all good. I'm not sure if I like this song or if I just like this section of the musical. A lot. I can't remember how the song goes, so I feel like you probably just like this section of the musical. A lot.
3: Probably, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and I like that it sets up that someone's going to die of dysentery. I
4: That's expected, though, and I knew that that was going to happen at the beginning. Although, honestly, I thought that we were going to see all of them die of dysentery.
2: Technically, you I can thought- see them all of them die of dysentery if you look up the Star Kid. Triddle Oregon playlist, and you watch all the endings.
3: Yeah, watch every ending, because it's fun to watch girls shit themselves to death on, (laughs) like, these things. Even, like, the boy pretending, the girl pretending to be a boy is funny. I I specifically like that because you don't really see scatological kind of fart humor with females, like, outside of, like, bridesmaids and stuff. And I feel like there's more of, like, a subversion of the hoity-toity nature that we like to hold, like, women up to and fucking society i don't know i think it's funnier if like girls are trying not to shit themselves to death quick poll though yeah
4: uh who would you vote for if you watch the show to have shit themselves to death
3: i personally would pick either of the kids (laughs) wow (laughs) okay because i think the sister daughter it would be funny because she kind of caused all the issues and all that and the boy because I think it's funny because they put shit in their mouth the entire movie or the entire show so both of those would probably be my picks
4: I'd probably pick the the grandfather or one of the kids the grandfather I would maybe pick because I think he would have the funniest shitting himself to death <laughs> scene
3: Yeah,
2: um, I'd pick the grandpa or the dad
3: I mean Jeff Blim sells it the most out of all yeah. the playlists
2: yeah and I think the actor who plays the grandpa is like one of the funnier, one of the funniest because I think he could play it well. Yeah, they don't
3: often give him much to do when he's another star me. This is mm-hmm. honestly probably the one where he's gotten the most to do.
2: Yeah, he's a pretty small role in VHS Christmas Carol too. He's small recently.
3: role in uh, Black Friday. Small role in, um guy. Well, not a small role, but no. not much to do.
2: Supporting. In- yeah,
3: it's because he couldn't sell
4: the mud on your dick line. They were just like. <laughs>
2: That joke is supposed to land! It's supposed to have them in the
3: fucking aisles! You <laughs> ruined it!
2: Corey Doris is on a shit list. We're just not selling the mud in the dick. <laughs> um,
3: so I guess we should talk about you gotta go, the deceased family member shitting themselves song. Pfft. <laughs>
5: when the darkness surrounds you and the light is all but out there's still a fire deep inside you that will find the nearest route it starts as a whisper you feel a rumbling itching at your soul. You can't hold it any longer as the urge keeps growing stronger. And then you know you gotta go and you gotta go. Close your eyes, give it a shove. Go, you gotta go. It's time to let go of your time we had together was all that i had left go 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 till you can go anymore i love this
4: song i get it you I, gotta go you gotta go it, it means multiple things Peggio.
3: and they set it up earlier where he's like it's okay if grandpa dies it's at god's will isn't that right he's like yeah well you gotta go you gotta go we're talking about the shit alright <laughs> and then when you gotta go you gotta go becomes a song this is tight it's tight good playwriting sincerely mm. and I don't want to undercut that by like how much I don't particularly love the songs here
2: yeah I also really love the running gag of the son just being like mom why are you trying to ask me why I constantly put things in my mouth It's ridiculous. I have no explanation for it. I I just want to put things in my mouth and it always hits.
3: (laughs) I feel like Lauren Lopez is probably like one of those actors you can probably give anything to and she'll probably knock it out and find the humor in it. Um, Kind of like an Amy Poehler, where if you give her the character, she'll find the humor somehow. Like, even when she's got bit rolls, like, even in Twisted, she really stands out. Yeah, she's the the most famous line
2: in Twisted, why is everyone in the kingdom (laughs) white?
3: Exactly. So, I I think she's, like, a secret, like, uh, sports analogy, good person, whatever. (laughs) Insert that there. Um, but who gives a fuck what I think? What is our overall thoughts on the Trail to Oregon and our cheese ratings? All right, Andrew, why don't you go first? So...
4: I, I don't know. Like, I didn't not enjoy it. Like, it was. It had. It had its funny moments. I think I do actually like agree with you a lot on the music. Jess, where it just. It's just all kind of, eh. Like, it's not like bad bad, but it's just kind of there, um, and possibly not that necessary, you know. <clears throat> uh, but I think that I don't really love how wishy washy they were on. Whether or not this is a parody, a direct parody of the game, or if they're just using elements from the game to tell jokes and doing their own original thing, I, I couldn't really tell, and a lot of the jokes for me just didn't really land. They were a little too too juvenile, maybe? I'm not even really sure. Very much so. Um, that being said, though, as I said earlier, I, I feel like Star Kid shows have a high floor, and even, even the bad ones are still kind of uh, just fine. Like, cause they're all trying, you know. They're always trying to entertain you. You never feel like this is just no one gives a shit and it sucks. <laughs> you no, know? Uh, they're always they're always doing their they're they're doing their best up there on the stage. So I'm gonna give it a uh, Oregon Zola, which uh, is uh, I just think a really fucking funny name for a cheese. Uh, it's Gorgonzola made in Oregon. Uh, I like that. It's funny. <laughs>
3: I agree. Liz, what about you? Your overall thoughts and your cheese rating?
2: I, I enjoyed Child Oregon. I think I love the writing more than I love the music um, on that end, because I always remember the jokes, but I never remember the songs really well, except for Pays to be an animal for some fucking reason, because it gets it's stuck so in my head all the time. fucking catchy,
4: and then, then you have mud on your dick, and you don't even know where it came from. You got mud on your dick. It
2: lives rent-free in my head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I think that It's weak in spots, but I enjoy it overall. It's not insanely long like some other ones. And I think the acting overall is like really good. It's some of the best StarKid casting in general. Like Everyone is really on point. And this is my favorite Joy Richter of all of StarKid because he does a lot and he does it all really well. Also, he has a lot of funny bloopers you can find online because he messed up, but they're recorded. So there's a point where he said Mook's Hard Lemonade during a show instead of Mike's Hard Lemonade. And he forgot the words to independence once and went, and it's a very funny clip in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to give it, um, I couldn't find any funny Oregon cheeses and I can't top Andrews. So I'm going to go with Gouda in honor of the ranking that the AI made up.
4: Oh, it's a high (laughs) tier. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Guys, if you didn't know, there actually is a scale. We have it in, in our database.
3: <laughs> Don't you um, dare. Don't you it. dare sully our cheese ratings like that by no, giving
4: the, it... A- every, it's like a it's like a one to a hundred thing. There's a hundred different cheeses and, and they're
3: all listed out. We won't tell you how it works
4: though. It's you a remember
2: secret that? only Juliet knew until right now when you all yeah. learned it.
3: Andrew, you might have to cut this, but do you remember the time we had a guest on that was really frustrated that there wasn't a clear rubric for the cheese ratings? <laughs> like, do you remember that?
4: I think I do. I, I don't think they ever came when we we're just either. like, just
3: make up something. Like, they're like, no, 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 I need to know what, I'm doing it right. And I'm like, doesn't fucking matter. You
4: are doing it right if you make it up. If you don't, you're not doing it right.
2: <laughs> Andrew's cheese rating once was a mouse in a movie. It wasn't even a cheese.
3: What was it? Was it
2: Stuart it- Little? No, no, it was the uh, Peter Pan episode. He gave it uh, the Tinkerbell had a mouse sidekick who had a cheese name, so he gave it that. I know that because I had to look <laughs> up this mouse, look up the mouse, and crop it in Photoshop for the video. I'm like, I'm like tracing this mouse for like five minutes straight.
4: Was it a good looking mouse? At least it was
2: a cute ass mouse. It was a cute ass mouse.
3: Yeah, yeah, I bet it was.
2: That Peter Pan video is currently on YouTube, if you're interested.
3: It's a great video. Liz needs to make more of those videos, but honestly, we need to, need to make a, a podcast episode worthy of doing a video on again. That's that's the issue. I like the Trail to Oregon. Um, I, I guess we should probably do a tier list after this, but I do think it's one of the better StarKid shows, in my opinion. I think it's a very tight... It As far as playwriting construction goes, it is one of the most effective, and I think the jokes land more often than they don't. And I also feel like everyone has a moment to shine. And in a lot of the other Star Kids shows, by virtue, a lot of the very talented actors tend to fade in the back um, and not get much to do. And I'm happy that everyone had a lot to do this time. Um, yeah, I am giving it pepperoni and cheese because I feel like there's no other choice I could really do. Pepperoni and cheese, you know, like a pizza.
2: Yeah,
4: which I remember.
3: A- that was a joke, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. they, they were going to eat the body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were
4: eating I- the body. Yep.
3: Yeah, that. I hope that that landed. Maybe it didn't.
4: You know, sometimes it pays.
3: Sometimes it's... you got <laughs> mud on your dick and
2: <laughs> you don't even know where it came from.
3: <laughs> oh God. I mean, have you ever had mud on your dick, though? Uh, probably. All right, Andrew, you ready to do a tier list?
4: Sure. You're gonna have to remind me what we've. Oh, even I got covered. them up. Don't worry. Okay, so our tier list, as everyone knows, um, no S-tier. How we rank it. There's no S tier. It goes from Gouda down to Cheddar. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> what is it's No, it's Gouda to Brie. Brie is the worst apparently. Oh, right, right. B, AI. Brie
4: is the w- no. No, okay. Which so is it's, so it's, sad. It's, it's A, B, C, D. That's it. D. And, and it's only ranked relative to the other shows. This isn't, if it's an A tier, it doesn't mean it's the greatest musical of all time. It means that it's the best on the of list. Of the choices. <laughs> all right. Okay.
3: So let's start with the first one. We did Twisted.
4: I think Twisted is just a—it's an A tier by default for me. I, I do like that one. I think it was—it was the one that I—I I made me like StarKid in the first place. It was the one that I was like, "Damn, this was actually pretty funny." It maybe is a little too long, but I feel like I have to put it in A.
3: That's fair. Um, then we did uh, the guy who didn't like musicals.
4: I feel like I remember thinking this one was pretty good. Yes. So. I think I'll put that into the A as well, I think,
3: and then uh, we did
4: Black Friday.
3: this one was good too, though. I like Black Friday a little better, like
4: yeah, I think Black Friday also like that's the thing like they're all kind of these are all kind of similar quality, so
3: then we have a uh, holy musical Batman with sideways
4: all right i I, I hate to do this to, but I have to put this in B I think I remember thinking this one wasn't as good.
3: then you have a very Potter
4: musical all right, very Potter musical c maybe d what else have we
3: covered um this would be the next one
4: is this the last one yeah so far i feel like i don't want to give it a d because i don't remember like hating it hating it i just remember thinking it was lame what do you think jess where would you put it i would put it in c you would put it in c that's what i'm thinking as well all right so we're gonna put it in c and i guess um star Kid gets off without a d tier
3: um well you still got um Trail to Oregon. Where that fit? Oh, Trail to Oregon is a B, above Holy Musical Batman or under?
4: Uh, probably above, actually. Although I'd have to maybe rewatch Holy Musical Batman. I guess I'm not sure. Well, but they have overall. I mean, they're they have very like it's a very condensed list. They don't have they don't have any like massive like way better than everything else or anything that's like way worse than everything else that I've seen. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I think these guys have a lot that I haven't seen. <laughs>
2: Did you guys see did you guys watch Me and My Dick yet?
3: Nah. I mean I've oh, seen it on my own,
4: but
2: God.
3: <laughs> Is it that bad? It's pretty rough.
2: It's oh, rough. God. It's right after Harry Potter musical and it's about an anthropomorphic penis.
3: And anthropomorphic vaginas.
2: Yeah. Who's played by Brian Holden. <laughs> I don't
3: think other... that makes it better.
2: <laughs> it makes it worse you get it because
3: the 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 slutty vaginas are played by bigger and uglier men but the 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 the, the virgin yeah. vaginas are played by the pretty one that shows weird
4: that sounds kind of like sausage party
3: it it's very similar to sausage party party. All right. um, Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and no Stitcher. Stitcher is officially gone now as of two days ago.
2: Rest in peace, Stitcher.
3: Where will people listen to um, How Did This Get Made Back episodes? We'll never know.
2: The website, apparently. (laughs)
3: That's stupid. Follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musical, spelled incorrectly. I should point that out. There's an extra E in there because I wanted the word cheese. Um, Patreon, Musicals, Cheese, Instagram, Musicals, Cheese, Cheese, YouTube, Patreon, Cheese. His email is musicaltheorless at gmail.com. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. This show is edited by Andrew DeWolf, and he's doing a fucking great job, in my opinion. Really, really. I will say you went out of... You, you went above and beyond with the Bye Bye Birdie episode, especially when I had to address Congress at the beginning. That, that made me laugh very, very hard. Thank you for that. I feel like I did a pretty good job with that. You did fantastic. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. We're on the trail to Oregon. da we must unite so we can fight. <laughs> Voldemort is going down. <laughs> All these songs sound alike.
5: <laughs> hey, it's Leslie Odom, Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RiSE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RiSE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work